and you said, well, you, know, you don't show up late for work because it's a priority for you. The reason that you don't show up to the house of God before time is because you have a priority problem. You don't understand the significance of coming to the house of the Lord prepared with expectation that we kind of saw during those times that it had to be a change. I think a lot of them, they saw me like an outsider because I left for me. Because I left for so many years, you know, over 20 years. So when I came back, it was a little bit of struggle there. Ben Rodriguez, and this is the very first um, episode of the Missio Mindset. And what is the Missio Mindset? The Missio Mindset is going to be a quick digestible version of a newsletter for mission updates here in the mission field in Mexico and with everything um, that we are doing here in the country and beyond. So basically, if you're signed up for our newsletter, um, you get um, quarterly or bi-monthly um, updates from what we are doing here in the field. Um, but we believe that it would probably be a lot easier way for us to get in contact with every single one of our supporters and our givers. Um, if you can just pop in um, on our Spotify or any of the platforms that we have this podcast on and to hear a quick update from the field of what's going on, we have um, the ambitions and the goals to make this a completely bilingual podcast. We'll be interviewing different pastors we're working with here down in the field. And instead of having two different channels where we're going to have um, English and a Spanish version, we will trans um you know transition from an english to spanish speaking and we will put some caption generated so regardless si tú hablas español o tú hablas inglés um, no francés es el próximo vez no pero lo que nosotros vamos a hacer es nosotros vamos a cambiar y no vamos a cambiar la plataforma no vamos a cambiar el canal pero todo se va a mantenerse en este mismo video para que cada persona pueda capturar todo. Um, so, so se va a llamar la mentalidad de misio. Amen. Uh, misio is basically the Latin word for mission. Um, and we are have an endeavor to not only reach the city where we're at here in Ensenada, where our headquartered church is, but we have a mission um, to reach all of Mexico and all that in America. And we believe this podcast is going to be a tremendous blessing, um, not just for the people that are trying to get in contact with us from um, the American church and see what's going on, pero también todos los hermanos latinos um, que están en México, tal vez en diferentes partes de, um, del mundo, Sudamérica, no le haces. Si tú hablas español o inglés, um, esto es para ti. Amén. Um, y pronto vamos a aprender otro idioma, ¿no? Alemán, vamos a traer el alemán. Es el hermano Caleb, amén, para hacer el episodio alemán. Vamos a aprender, amén. Amén. Um, so, um, lo que vamos a hacer este, este primer episodio es eso lo que es misio, amén. Um, pero lo que nosotros vamos a hacer es hacer una introducción, amén, que tiene um, um, nuestra obra de nuestra misión. Um, llegamos aquí, eh, ¿en qué año? Aquí en Ensenada. Llegamos aquí uh, en el año 2019, ¿verdad? Para aquellos que no me conocen, ¿verdad? Soy yeah. uh, el pastor Roberto Rodríguez. Eh, estamos pastoreando aquí en la senda antigua, en la ciudad de Ensenada, ¿verdad? Que de donde Dios nos mandó en el 2019. Uh, mi padre uh, empezó la obra en el 1982, uh, donde um, eh, estuvo pues casi, uh, empezaron de ser. Yeah. Y, y antes de eso, mi abuelo estaba en, el, en la prisión 
antes de que llegaba aquí a Ensenada, él estaba en la prisión y recibió el Espíritu Santo, ¿no? Correcto. En, en, en la prisión. Y desde ahí um, se fue en contacto con un, con un pastor aquí en Ensenada, lo llamaron. Y lo que, me, lo, que, lo que entiendo es que es en ese momento lo llamaron ser pas, asistente de pastor, amén, ¿no? Correcto. Y lo llevaron aquí en Ensenada. Y um, desde ahí... Uh, se quedó aquí. Sí, y ahí, y ahí es donde miras la importancia de los ministerios en, en cada una de las iglesias, ¿verdad? Eh, como mi padre fue eh, salvo, él ya fue, era bautizado en el nombre de Jesús uh, desde chico, pero después de entrar al ejército americano, ¿verdad? Perdió su, su camino con el Señor y cuando uh, salió del ejército es cuando empezó a a tener problemas con la ley, a vender drogas y todo esto, y entonces fue encarcelado uh, durante todo este uh, durante ese tiempo en Chino, California. Right. Y durante ese tiempo es cuando había un ministerio de la iglesia del nombre que estaba yendo a dar servicios a ese, a, a ese lugar. Y es donde él recibió, um, recibió el Espíritu Santo y el llamado a predicar. Right. And to me, I think that's what speaks to me about that is two things like, like that you said. Don't diminish the ministry um, just because it's not a plat platform ministry. And also, um, you know, because you don't know um, the effect that it's having, but also don't diminish the process, the part that, in the process that you're playing for an individual. I think a lot of times people get discouraged because they don't see the fruits of maybe someone's ministry or um, they don't see the fruits of maybe the, the individual. Um, but we need to understand that we are not. We, we are not the Lord, and God just calls us to play parts of the process. And um, I think later down the road that maybe sometimes we'll be able to see the fruit of what we did, but probably the brothers in, that went and preached that message, I mean, in that prison, there, there might have been nobody that was responding. There might have been nobody that was there, but there was one person, amen, who went and received the Holy Ghost. And even if they received the Holy Ghost, you know, he got to head ups and downs, but um, they might have never seen um, the work that he built in Ensenada and ultimately what we have today. Um, you know, so to me, that, that just speaks to me. Don't diminish, you know, the part of the process that you're playing. Amen. Um, so to me, that's powerful. Because of that, by direct result, um, fast forward through the years, um, you joined the military, moved around. I think in, probably in a later episode, we'll probably give a more in-depth. I'll probably interview my dad uh, more so you can hear his story. One of the most interesting men alive is, is Robert Rodriguez. Amen. You probably, there's probably so many, he probably has, he has different identities. He has so many different job titles, associations, all of these things. You, you don't know Robert Rodriguez. You'll get the latest exclusive interview. Um, and the best person interview has been Rodriguez. Amen. Cause I can get all the juicy stuff out. Praise God. Amen. But, um, so yeah, so we came here in the year of 2019. You came down here, um, before I did. Um, about three months, about three months before, amen, they came down here and they took the work. Um, at that time, there was probably how many people there? About 30, 35, about 30, 35 people there. I was still working a job back home, John and I, uh, which is my, my older brother. We were back home in the States. Um, just my parents, my mother, my youngest brother, Caleb, they went down um, to go do the work. And um, I don't know, my parents had expected that we were just going to follow just by caveat of missing our parents or whatever it was. I don't know if it was Blanco Mania, but I mean, at my point, I was like, man, this is good. I have my job. Uh, my brother's working his job. We, we were involved in the local church. We were doing all of these things. And I remember my, my dad called me and he was, I want you to come. And my initial reaction was, I don't think so. You know, I, I thought, I thought, man, I, I, for some reason, God had, God really had to work on me and had to put this love, um, inside of me. God had done it before in the past. Um, 
where he had put this love inside of me for souls, amen. But then he geared and he shifted me um, to having an all-encompassing love for beyond just um, the American church or the English-speaking church, pero también para los hispanos, amen. También, me, tal vez me miran, me miran como soy gabacho, pero hermanos, estoy tratando, amen. Yo los amo, apóyanme, no burlen de mí los comments en el chat, amen. Tal vez la live se está yendo, ese gabacho loco, sácalo, pero no. Um, so, you know, Dios puso ese amor a mí por las personas latinos, amen, en mí y... Um, antes, unos años atrás, antes de llegar aquí en Senado de México, yo, verdaderamente, yo me sentí más americano. Soy americano, yo entiendo eso. Siempre voy a ser chicano, lo, me, lo me quieren llamar, pero en realidad um, era, es, era mi anhelo de llegar aquí. Cuando yo llegué aquí, yo supe que, ¿sabes que Antes mi, mi goal, mi meta era de ser bilingüe. Yo quiero ser bilingüe, yo quiero hablar en español perfectamente, pero quiero predicar en español. Pero cuando ya llegué aquí, me, me entendí que en realidad no es solo el lenguaje que te va a ayudar a ganar la gente aquí, porque yo, yo soy un niño de mexicanos, mi abuelo ya tenía conexiones, raíces aquí en México, pero um, yo sabía que era, si yo quiero ganar a esta gente, es más de solamente hablar el idioma, es importante hablar el idioma. Yo digo que si tú no hablas el idioma, vas, estás batallando y jugando un, you know, un juego a menos peleando una batalla, ay, ay, you know, tratando de subir en la loma. Es, es difícil. Se puede hacer, pero es difícil. Um, um, y yo digo, yo quiero ser bicultural. Um, porque yo entendí, hay diferencias, hay buenas cosas de la cultura americana, hay buenas cosas de la cultura mexicana. Um, pero yo entendí, yo quiero, yo quiero entender estos costumbres, de este gente, como Pablo dijo, de ser cada cosa, cada hombre. You know? Y um, yo digo que es importante, uh, you know, qué tan importante es la cultura y entendido trabajar en la obra aquí, you know, en diferentes partes de la, en Latinoamérica. Sí, y yo creo que una de las cosas, hablando de cultura, no es de que una cultura es mejor que la otra, pero si nosotros podemos agarrar de las dos culturas y, y poderlas hacerlas mix, you know, both, both cultures, Right. Uh, it is something that we can we can work towards the kingdom of God. Like we're doing right now, doing this bilingual. You know, I've never seen anyone do this, but the thing is, it's like I, I've seen, I didn't know the beauty that the Latin American culture had. It, I, I had a wrong understanding of really what Latin American, Hispanic, Latino, whatever you want to call it, everything but Latinx. <laughs> Latinos don't accept the term Latinx. Amen. Amen. But we we see that basically... That there's when I came down here, I had a wrong understanding of what the optimum of I think Hispanic, you know, um, your Spanish-speaking ministry, whatever it would be, um, was supposed to be. I wasn't exposed, I guess, to this level of greatness um, with the Spanish-speaking ministry. Uh, we attended um, several churches because you were in the military all throughout, you know, the tenure uh, of the career that you had. We got to experience many different churches and saw greatness. And for me, I, I never saw that. Um, and not because that there wasn't there. There's plenty of amazing ministries, Spanish-speaking ministries that are excellent. Um, we have, you know, Brother Limones in Pittsburgh. We have, you know, Pastor Galindo and TDV, Brother Julio May Memphis, you know, Brother Rosco. I mean, all, all these great men of God throughout, and there's many, and I, you know, and there's probably ones that impacted you. Um, but, um, you know, when I saw here, there was something in me that I was like, ah, I don't know, but, you know, God put this desire and love in me. Like, well, I saw, I saw, the the potential and the beauty of the culture and things like that but I also saw the beauty in the american culture of uh, the, the greatness of the excellence of all these things but like you say it's marrying the both you know what i mean because even when you came down here we, we battled um a lot of the people coming down even though you were born here in ensenada you you grew up even in this church they fought you with some different 
things that you're trying to bring back to the church. And I, and I think a lot of them, they saw me like an outsider. Right. Right. Because, because I left for me. Because I left for so many years, you know, over 20 years. Um, so when I came back, it was a little bit of, um, you know, uh, a little bit of struggle there with the people. And, you know, the first time we took over, I, I believe we had about probably two to three, three two to three families just dipped on it, you know, just left double time, <laughs> even though it was my father, the one who, you know, was their pastor. Um, so, but, you know, but well, one of my favorite stories, I don't want to charge you, one of my favorite stories that you did when we first got here was when we came and we probably saw, I think a lot of times people use culture as a cover to not do things that they know they ought to do. And they say, this is part of my culture. Because we understand there's beautiful things about the Hispanic culture. There's beautiful things about the American culture. Right. But ultimately, we have kingdom culture. Right. Right. But we see that there's beautiful things that we use. And we, we continue to use different things in Spanish culture, American culture. But when one of those cultures comes into conflict with kingdom culture, the one that has to bow is not the church culture or kingdom culture. It's got to be your culture. If there's things in the Hispanic culture that does, that does, does not align, people say, oh, man, well, it's you know, it's part of my culture to show up every single Saturday and go hang out with all my cousins that are drinking at the park, you know, porque somos Latinos, you know what I mean? Tengo que hacer esto con, no, no, like that, that, that conflicts, you know what I mean? From, from, from kingdom culture, you know what I mean? You know, and, and all that stuff, and it has to bow. And when we came here, right, right. one of the things, my, you're a military man, you're used to um, order. I mean, let the Rodriguez household say amen, amen, be on time. I heard it my whole life, praise God, again, but... You know, when we came down here, that was one of the first things that we've seen. There's a different time clock that Latino cultures come and they're famous by it. Right. I mean, so, one, like, one of the problems that we had was uh, uh, church times. You know, right. uh, we said we started 1230, but really we didn't start church until, you know, 30 hours an hour later. Right. So there's one of the things that we brought from um, uh, that we kind of saw, you know, during those times, it, it had to be a change. Right. And I think it's... Then you put pre-service, right? You, you put... Yeah. That, that one, I want to tell that one story. You, should, you, did, you did pre-service meeting, right? And right. nobody was showing up. Right. Right. And you were frustrated. Right. You were you were flustered, whatever it is, until finally you said, well, you know what? All everyone that's on the platform ministry, if you don't show up to pre-service meeting, you're not going to be on the platform. Right. right. So the people were like, then they made an effort, right? They were showing up out of breath, trying to make it on time. Right. That a, and and then one time we had one brother right that lifted up his voice amen. right, well leave, brother nameless amen we're gonna call him hermano sin nombre amen gloria a dios amen he goes um, hermano you know siempre vamos a llegar tarde porque somos mexicanos así somos los mexicanos right that's how us Mexicans are we're just late right. and you said brother tienes trabajo brother you got a job and he said, yeah. He said, well, I got a question for you. You know, you told him, he said, I got a question for you. Do you show late to your work? And thought about it. He said, no. And he said, well, I'm going to tell you why. You know, he didn't ask, but he said, I'm going to thank you for asking. I'm going to let you know, you know. Right. And you said, well, you, you don't show up late for work because it's a priority for you. Right. The reason that you don't show up to the house of God before time is because you have a priority problem. You don't understand the significance of coming to the house of the Lord prepared with expectation. Right. You know what I mean? And that was a cultural thing that he was trying to cover and hide by, but it wasn't a, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a Latino right. thing. And I think this is a worldwide kind of thing, right. you know, and by talking to pastors, not only in Mexico, but in the United States and other parts of the world, you know, it's, it becomes a, an issue with all people. Right. And, and I think it's about prioritize, 
our lives towards towards what is important. Yeah. Jesus has to be at the center, right? You know, but um, you know, so it's 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 things that 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 um, you know, we have to work between between the United States and and you know Mexico and other countries, right. whatever the culture. You know, it's a lot of great things, and that's the beauty, right? I mean, that's the beauty we see. We see, you know, um, you know, pastors that come from the United States that come down and bless our church, amen. And they and they bring a beauty. That's that's the beautiful thing with the cultures of you know the kingdom of God. We have people from different parts of Mexico. Right. We, you know, we have different people from different parts of Latin America, um, and they bring something beautiful to the body of Christ. Right, and, and that one of the things we actually notice in now is about the churches that we actually talking in in, in the South of Maxi right. from the north. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's a different mix up. It's not only yeah. from the states to to Mexico, but now we see in it that right. between states. Yeah, even the music yeah. and all these things the way that we operate right. here and in Santa Ana cuz we're we're a border town really. Right. You know what I mean? Um and we see the differences like you said. Right. And, and you know, just to we have to probably wrap it up pretty soon, but right. you know, it's it, it just something that um uh, a lot of people might think craziness about well, bilingual, you know, they're doing Spanish, Espanol, Inglés. Um, you know, we haven't seen it. I don't know, but I think it's something that we try to reach right. uh, just like, you know, and explain to us a little bit. What What is the thought about doing this bilingual where we can mix it? Because uh, I know they have either 100% English or 100% Spanish. Right. right. But what will be this, the, the reason? I mean, I, I guess one of the reasons why is um, there's a lot of, um, you know, amazing um, thought leaders that we see in the United States, things that are great content creators in the church worldwide. The church is, is being blessed with so much creatives. Um, but one thing that I'm seeing is a lack on the Spanish speaking side. And there's some that are making a, you know, really valiant push, um, to try to bring that to, um, you know, the Latin American side in America, you know, and it's a battle even within America, I guess, sometimes to, to produce these, these resources for Spanish speaking resources in America. Um, but let alone, in Latin America, like to see it in the context of a Latin of a Latin speaking country, Mexico, you know, Central America, you know, you go all the way down geographically. Um, it's you know, it's where is the apostolic, where is the one God content? And to me, I think one of the things that, that one of our music leader, um, brother Adner Cantor, shout out, brother, yo sé que estás mirando, brother, este bendiga, man, estamos agradecido por ti. Um, that you know, he doesn't speak English. I mean, he really doesn't understand English. But he's showing me podcasts, you know, from from the States in English. I'm like, bro, how are you seeing that? He's like, well, you know, I don't even think it has subtitle. I mean, he's just he's just he's just checking it out because there's hunger and there's need. And to me, the greatest motivation is need. And I, I think that we're, we're trying to make it bigger than just in the States. We want to reach um, we want to reach Mexico. Right. We want to reach these Spanish speaking people. Right. And we want to bridge the gap. I think that's ultimately what it is. Right. The American church has got great. Th- I mean, obviously great things to offer. Amen. And, but the, the, the Hispanics, you know, Latin, Latin Latinos have great things to offer yeah. and we got to work together. No. And I think that's, that'll be one of the things that maybe bring brother Cantor because he's from Colombia and he can bring a different, a little bit, you know, perspective, perspective of how it is in Colombia. And we're going to start bringing people right. from different. Yeah. We got, we got interviews lined up with special missionaries. I mean, in Mexico, we have, I mean, we have some great updates talking about things that we have um, coming up, different um, churches that we're planting here in Mexico. We, you know, we have lots of great content that is coming up, um, but this is just, this is just, you know, un trocito, man. This is just un, a small little Costco taste, amen, of what, of what we're going to be doing. Um, so, you know, thank everyone that watched the first podcast. Don't uh, forget about 
wild as yes. possible. We want to give a special, 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 I mean, shout out, extra especial, una mega gozadón. I'm going to, I mean, shout out, amen, to Pastor Evan Grizzle. Pastor Evan and Ashley Grizzle from Wilmington, North Carolina. They blessed us. They they bought everything. Everything that we're using here today, the Grizzles paid for. They sent it to us. They, they, um, we thank them for their support. They, you know, for every, every bit of financial support that they've given us. We love them. We love you guys. They bought us everything. I mean, they just sent it over. So um, we love them more just because they send us things. I love them because of their friendship, Becca. And I um, love the Grizzles. They've been so kind. A phenomenal revival church. They're in a brand new rem- remodeling. Um, they love missions. They're supposed to be coming visit us in September, and we'll get them on the podcast. Um, but yeah, so um, thanks everyone for watching. This is the Missio mindset. Dios le bendiga. Dios le guarde. Amen. Um, we'll see you next time. God bless you. Bendiciones a todos.